We are glad to announce we have partnered with Thrive Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. In case you don't know what Thrive Fantasy is, Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in respective sport. For this NFL season, Thrive allows you to choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The most points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1. Use promo code PODCAST when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today, unfortunately, Elliot is unable to join us. But let's get right into today's topic, which is the sequel to our last episode, NFC Playoff Predictions. And Andrew, I think this is a great time to get right into it. So why don't you start us off today with the NFC North? Yeah, Henry, in the NFC North, I mean, the past couple of years, you've kind of seen two top dogs in that division. You've seen the Green Bay Packers, and now the, in the recent years, the Minnesota Vikings. So for me, I have the Packers finishing at the top of that division. I have them going 13-3, and three, and I think they're just going to be a really good team. I think Aaron Rodgers solidifies his spot as the, the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers for the next couple years or the foreseeable future. I think with them drafting Jordan Love, there's been rumors saying Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't have a good year, he might be out of Green Bay. And I think he has a good year. The defense does well, and they go 13-3 and and win the division. Then I got the Minnesota Vikings going 11-5. and I think Kirk Cousins has a good year. Per normal, I feel like last couple of years he's been pretty consistent, had good couple of years, got that big contract. Dalvin Cook, who recently just got an, an extension, I think he has a good year as well, as well as the rest of that offense. And I think even though they lost some key pieces on defense, I think they still have a good year. 11-5 and five is where I'm having them at. Detroit Lions, 6-10. and 10. Matt Patricia's job is on the line, I feel like, if, coming into this season because he hasn't really turned this franchise around as he was brought in to do. And, yeah, I have him fin- finishing 6-10. and 10. I think he ends up getting fired. And I think Bob Quinn, the general manager, is out after this year too because of the subpar season with all the high expectations going into it. And then rounding up the NFC North, I think the Chicago Bears finished 4-12. and 12. I think that Mitchell Trubisky will start the season but then get taken over by Nick Foles. But I don't think Nick Foles will ever get the grasp of the offense and of the team. And I just think they're going to be very out of rhythm. And I don't think they'll have a good season. 4-12 and 12 is where I have the Chicago Bears um, finishing at. And I don't think Mitchell Trubisky gets a win all season as the Chicago Bears quarterback. And I think he either finds his uh, way to a backup spot by the end of the season, maybe not even on the Bears, or 
I think he might not even be on a team after next season, which is a shame because, I mean, being drafted at such a high spot, having a team trade up for you in the top uh, four, I think it was, to draft you, and just being a total bust. I mean, it's kind of awful. You see all the quarterbacks drafted below him all getting um, extensions, so kind of sucks, but you know what? It is what it is. I think Mitchell Trubisky will never be that good of a quarterback or a good quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah, that's rounding up my NFC North. So, Henry, what is your NFC North looking like? You know, Andrew, my my NFC North picture is, is a good amount like yours, but it's a little less top-heavy because, as you guys will get used to, Andrew is known as the top-heavy guy in this podcast group that we have been running. But starting off with the Green Bay Packers, I think they will finish at 9-7. and seven. I think they'll win the division. But that division is going to be very tight because teams are very close. And I don't think Green Bay is that much better than all the other teams in the division, as you mentioned, Andrew. I think they'll be solid, make the playoffs. But I, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have that 14-2 and two type season you think he's going to have. Then I have the Minnesota Vikings also at 9-7, and seven, just missing the playoffs, as you'll hear later. But I think Kirk Cousins is slowly going to start showing that he may not have been the answer at quarterback and not deserving how much money he got. Obviously, I still think he's a good quarterback. I just don't think he fits into that system. But that defense lost a lot of pieces. They lost Stephon Diggs. I think it's just going to be tough for them to win the division. Moving on to the next team, I have the Chicago Bears finishing 6-10. and 10. I think Nick Foles also, as you said, eventually starts. I think what, the reason why they're not going to be as good as possibly they could be is because Matt Nagy is going to wait too long to put Nick Foles in. He'll wait five, six weeks. And I think Foles needs to come in after two weeks or three weeks. And if he puts him in then, I think the Bears have a chance at making the playoffs. I don't, still don't think they will, but I think that gives them a better chance. Next, I have the Detroit Lions, or lastly, I have the Detroit Lions finishing at 5-11. and 11. I think Matt Patricia is on his way out after this year. I think they probably will draft a quarterback after this year because Matthew Stafford is entering the elder ages of his career, and they got to have somebody there when he's, when he's done. And the Lions are still going to struggle on defense as they usually do. They have a three running back committee, which I don't like. I think you've got to have someone who's the guy. They have Kenny Galladay, but he's hurt, and we don't know how long he'll be out for. Hopefully, for my fantasy sakes, he's back in a week. But the Lions just aren't a good team, and hopefully they're able to get a new coach next year who's able to turn this franchise around, and maybe we'll be having a different conversation next year. Yeah, and Henry, I do find myself being very top-heavy uh, for my predictions. And by top-heavy, we mean my when I make my predictions, normally the winner of my divisions have very excellent records, probably better than what they will be when it comes time for the NFL season. But just to mention, I think that Kirk Cousins, you said he's going he's gonna to start regressing in his play, and I think he's only going to get better from here. I think he hasn't really shown what he his full potential. I mean, we've all seen how great he can actually be, and he could be a clutch quarterback. I just don't think recently 
he's been a clutch quarterback, but I think this year is the year to turn it around. I think they go 11 and five, as I mentioned, but let's move on to the next division we have, and that's the NFC South. And once again, top heavy. I know you guys are probably going to think I'm crazy by the end of this podcast or probably by the end of last podcast, but I have the new Orleans saints finishing 14 and two and winning the division. I think Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara have excellent seasons um, per, per normal. I mean, they're very consistent players. I would say, actually, Alvin Kamara was injured a lot last year, so I can't really say he's been consistent. He's been kind of injured, but I think he stays healthy, just got that new extension. I mean, he almost got Christian McCaffrey numbers. I mean, I thought that was crazy. I think he's getting somewhere around $15 million a year for the next five years, which is crazy. And uh, next up, I have the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady, obviously coming in. And you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin as the wide receivers. I mean, that's kind of crazy. And then you got Rob Gronkowski at tight end. You got you just signed Leonard Fournette at running back. I mean, your team's kind of stacked. And I would have to agree. I just don't think it's enough to win the division. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 13-3, and three, finishing just below the New Orleans Saints. and. I think that defense is not where it needs to be to win that division, but I think definitely definitely had a great off season and heard he had a lot of talent from last season carrying over. So yeah, I think they'll be a great team. You got the Carolina Panthers. I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater isn't the answer for quarterback. Honestly, I think it was kind of a downgrade from Cam Newton, but on this podcast, I'm known to be a Cam Newton fan I, I mean I really like the way he plays I think he's gonna have a great season but I want to stay on track here with the Carolina Panthers before I get caught up in my Cam Newton junk but <laughs> I think the Panthers will have a 5-11 and 11 season nothing impressive nothing impressive and I think Christian McCaffrey is a great year per normal but I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the answer at quarterback for them defense is subpar I don't think they're a great team and I don't think they'll show it or I think they'll show that they're not a great team this season, but, and then rounding up my AFC South or NFC South, excuse me. I have the Atlanta Falcons at four and 12 and you're like, Andrew, they added Todd Gurley. What are you talking about? Their offense is going to be great. I'm telling you, I think Todd Gurley is not going to be as good as people might think coming into the new system. I think having arthritis in your knee is awful. And ha- trying to play professional football where you're constantly taking hits from 250 to 300-pound guys is not fun, especially if you have arthritis in your knee. And I don't think it's going to fly with Todd Gurley. I think he's going to get injured. And a bold take, I guess, coming here, I think we're going to see him out of the league in the next couple years or at least taking a lower role in an organization as maybe a backup running back taking less carries because I don't think his body will be able to do it and I think because of that run game being non-effective this year for the Atlanta Falcons I think that Matt Ryan won't have a lot of options open on offense I think their offense will be very predictable with Julio Jones being the top dog and I think they kind of downgraded this year at the tight end position from Hooper to Hayden Hurst. And 
yeah, I don't, I don't think their off season was great. I mean, they did add Darquez Denard at cornerback, which I thought that was a great uh, free agent signing. But besides that, I think their defense is not good. And I don't think their offense is going to be good either, as I just mentioned. So I have the Atlanta Falcons rounding up that division in last place at four and 12, not far behind the Carolina Panthers. But yeah, I see that division being very top heavy with the Saints winning at 14 and two and the Bucks being just behind at 13 and three. Henry, what do you have for your NFC South? You know, Andrew, I'd say I'm actually pretty top heavy in this one too. And to start it off, I have New Orleans winning the division at 12 and four. I think this is Drew Brees' last chance to get to the Super Bowl. And you'll see later that I think, I think he'll be very successful in that maybe not winning the Super Bowl, but I think he'll get very close I have them at 12 and four. I think they'll lose a couple games along the way, some easy, some easy games, but the saints are going to be one of the best teams in the NFC, especially this year. And if, maybe if they trade up and get a top quarterback like Lawrence or fields, I think they'll be better for so many years to come. But next I have in second place, finishing also at 12 and four, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, you know, the Buccaneers are going to struggle early. I think they're, they'll lose to the Saints. I think it will be tough for them to go into Denver and win. But I think they'll finally get their stuff together towards the middle and end of the season and show why they made all those moves and they'll turn out to be a very good team. And they're not going to win the division, but they're going to be a very good team who I think has a chance to still win the Super Bowl, whether they win their division or not. At third place, I have the Atlanta Falcons at 7-9. and nine. I'm a little higher on the Falcons this year. That defense is still going to be bad, and it will be bad for as long as I live probably. But the Falcons have such a good offense. I don't know how good Todd Gurley will be if he's able to produce with his 15, 20 touches he gets per game. I think that will make much better of a team. But Calvin Ridley is a number one type of receiver, and they also have arguably a top – two even best receiver in the NFL and Julio Jones and Matt Ryan is still still there and I think they'll finish at seven and nine I don't think they're going to be a playoff team but I also don't think they're going to be god-awful like you mentioned Andrew and in last place I have the Carolina Panthers and there's really not much there at this point other than Christian McCaffrey and hopefully that they're able to get a quarterback like Lawrence or Justin Fields this year in the draft because they really need it. Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer, I'd say. I think they brought him in for a couple years maybe to just wait for a quarterback to take out of the draft. And, you know, it's going to be hard for the Carolina Panthers to win games with so many losses on the defensive side of the ball. They do have D.J. Moore also, but he's not spectacular. And it's going to be hard for them to score. It's going to be hard for them to defend, especially with losing all those pieces, mainly Luke Keekley, and I think it's going to be a struggle for Carolina to win games. But, Andrew, are you ready to move on to the next division? Yeah, I'm ready, and I'm, we're going to move on to the NFC East, and I have the Cowboys absolutely dominating this division this year. I think the Cowboys are going to be the number one seed in the N NFC for the playoffs. I think the Cowboys are going to come out strong and I think they're going to come out better than ever. And I have the Cowboys finishing at 14 and two. And I think the offense is going to be dominant this year with 
uh, adding C.D. Lamb. You got Gallup, Michael Gallup there at wide receiver, and not to mention, I think you have Amari Cooper, who is a great wide receiver room. Then you got a tight end, I think, who is very underrated, Blake Jarwin, coming out from tight end. I think he's going to be great. And, of course, you got Ezekiel Elliott at running back, who is just a beast himself. And then you got Dak Prescott at quarterback. I know you got a lot. I know there's a lot of Dak Prescott hate going around. And I mean, I was one of the guys saying him asking for that much for a contract. I think he wanted like 160 million or something. He wanted like Deshaun Watson money. And I don't think Dak Prescott is that good. But I, I'm here to say. I don't think Dak Prescott is as bad as people are talking him down, I guess. I think Dak Prescott is a good year, and I think the Cowboys are dominant. 14-2 and two is where I have them at. And honestly, I, I like their defense a lot. I do. I think their defense is very strong. So, yeah, 14-2, and two, win their division by a landslide. And then I got the Giants. New York Giants, yes. You came close, but not close enough to first place or – even the playoffs. Uh, I got you at seven and nine, losing record. But I think Daniel Jones prog- progresses, I guess, and has a good season. I think that there's just not enough there with that offense. And I think that obviously you got Saquon Barkley, but I don't think it's enough. The defense is not good at all. And it's really what's there is Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. That's all you got there, I would say. Evan Ingram isn't really developed yet into a top tight end. I say maybe a couple years and he's there, just not yet. So Giants, seven and nine, second place in, in the division. Then you go down, and this is where it really drops off. I got the Philadelphia Eagles, four and 12. Yeah. And to think you guys just won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yeah, I don't have you guys anywhere close to the Super Bowl. And I have you guys finishing 4-12. and And that is because I don't think Carson Wentz has enough weapons. I think Miles Sanders is getting hyped up too much. I don't think he's going to be a good lead back. Maybe he's good for your fantasy team because he gets a lot of receptions. I know you PPR guys, but and he's considered a pass-catching back, but I don't think he'll have a good season, and I don't think he's that much of a number one running back for that team. I think Carson Wentz has very little options at wide receiver. I don't think Jalen Rieger, the guy who they just drafted at TCU, I believe, I don't think he's going to be that great. I think they could have gotten – they could have traded up in the draft and gotten better rookie wide receivers – I don't think he was the guy that they needed because they had such bad wide receiver problems from last year. And to think that the best they could have done was draft Jalen Rieger, who probably wasn't really top five in the draft, that, that's not that great. I think they could have done a much better job at drafting a wide receiver to, I guess, rejuvenate that wide receiving corp in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I don't think it's there. I don't think Carson Wentz has its weapons. I see Zach Ertz, and that's all I see. Offensive line's pretty good. I, I'll give him that. He just doesn't have the receivers, and I don't think he has the running backs to have a good team. 
the defense is average, I think, and it's just not enough to get wins, I think, in the NFL. And then rounding up the division, NFC East at 1-15, a whopping 1-15. I have the Washington football team. And that it, it just feels weird saying the Washington football team, but yes, they are the Washington football team. And I, having, I have them being the worst football team in the NFL <laughs> because I don't think they have their quarterback situation figured out. I mean, I guess you have Alex Smith coming back being healthy. He hasn't played football in years. I don't have that working out. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is the guy. He was a good college quarterback. I don't think he'll be a good NFL quarterback. I just don't think his IQ is there. And he doesn't have the weapons either. Look at the wide receiving uh, court. You got Terry McLaurin, who was a breakout star, I guess you could say, last year. I don't think he'll have the same season. Maybe he'll match it. Nothing better, I don't think. And running back situation is god-awful. Your tight end, to be completely honest, I don't even know your tight end. He cut Jordan Reed. <laughs> and the offensive line is once again average. I, actually, I would consider it below average. And actually, yeah, it's bad. The offensive line is bad. So is the rest of their offense. And don't even let me get to their defense, which is bad. You added uh, Chase Young. Congratulations. The rest of your team sucks. So I'll give them that. Add Chase Young. It's a good draft pick. Good player. I think you'll end up being very dominant in the league. But other than that, the Washington football team, you guys suck. 1-15, worst record in the NFL. Actually, Andrew, my predictions are a little different than yours, and I'm going to get right into them. And in first place, I do agree with you. I do have the Cowboys at 12-4. and four. Not as good as you, but I do have them winning the division. I think that defense will struggle a little bit, but I think that offense is just too good and so much better than all the other offenses in this division that no one's going to be able to stop them. Next, I have Philly at 9-7. and seven. I think they'll probably be a playoff team, and they're going to be a very fringe playoff team. I, they're not going to be a very deserving playoff team. That defense is all right. Carson Wentz is all right. Everything is all right with the Eagles. And I, I think they will be a playoff team, a not very deserving playoff team, which is why, I, as you'll see later, I do have them as the seventh team, which is new this year, which would be a new type of thing for the NFL. But I do have, in third place, the New York Giants at 5 and 11. And I think Daniel Jones in this offense is going to struggle a lot. I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer. And it's going to be tough for them to score, especially with their new offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, who only will make things worse. And that defense is not going to be very good. So I have the Giants at 5-11, and 11, somehow not finishing in last place in their division. But I do have Andrew's worst team in the entire NFL, finishing in last place in their division. I don't have them the worst team in the NFL. I think I had the Jaguars as that. But Washington is not good. There's, there's simply no way around it. This is the same thing we did for Jacksonville. Washington's simply just not a good football team. And it's kind of coincidence that they are the Washington football team. Hopefully they get a team name soon. Probably not because they're bad and they won't have it. Bad teams don't do anything about that type of stuff. 
But Washington's going to be bad. Chase Young will be good. Everything else will be bad. And, yeah, Jay Gruden, I'm not sure if he's still coached there, but if he is, he'll probably be fired after this year. But, Andrew, why don't you move into our NFC West playoff – or just predictions. Yeah, Henry, and we'll move into the NFC West predictions. And as the top dog in the division, I have the Seattle Seahawks, 13-3. and three. I think I, this is a bold prediction, but I think Russell Wilson wins the MVP of the NFL. I think he has a great season. Then Chris Carson steps up, has the lead back there in Seattle. I think that uh, Russell Wilson, as I mentioned, has a great season. Then you got Tyler Lockett there. I think he has a great season as well. Your tight end room is pretty stacked. You got Will Disley and you got Greg Olson there. And I'm pretty sure you got veteran Luke Wilson, who's been in and out of that organization a lot through the years. And that defense, I mean, it was dominant last year. And now you added one of the best, if not the best, safety in the game in Jamal Adams. So Seattle Seahawks, going to be an amazing team. Once again, bold prediction, but I think Russell Wilson wins MVP of the NFL. And I think they finish 13-3 and and win the NFC West division. Coming in at number two in the NFC West division, I have the San Francisco 49ers who have a very good season themselves, finishing 11-5. and I think the only thing holding them back is that their wide receivers aren't amazing. I mean, you have Debo Samuel, who is injured on the injured reserve right now, is that is out at least three weeks. And then Emmanuel Sanders, he is gone, went to New Orleans. And they don't really have much there. They drafted Brandon Ayuk, I'm pretty sure is how you say it, from, uh, from Arizona State, but it's not much there. You got George Kittle, obviously. He's like the number one receiver to a team. And the offensive line is pretty good. But I think the lack of wide receivers and the lack of, like, running backs. I, I, I guess they have a deep running back room. But just, just like the Lions running back room, it's a bunch of guys who are just average. Nothing special. They're going to be splitting time with each other. You got Raheem Mostert. You got Tevin Coleman. I'm pretty sure I'm missing one more that they have. Oh, they have Jarek McKinnon. That's who they have. Jarek McKinnon. And it's just a, a lot of subpar guys. Got, or average, I should say. Just a lot of guys who will be splitting time. I, I guess you can say Raheem Mostert is the lead back. But he's nothing special. We all know that. They got nothing there. Defense is great. They, I, they were one of the best defenses last year, I can confidently say. And I think they're going to be good this year as well. Just nothing, nothing special. San Francisco 49ers, 11-5. and five. I have you at second in, in the division. And then the Arizona Cardinals are next up. I have them finishing 9-7. Not bad. I just think that they don't have enough. They don't have enough. Their defense isn't good. It's average, I, I will say. Their defense is average. That's the one thing holding them back. I think their offense is perfectly fine. I think they need a little better offensive line to support Kyler Murray and to support Kenyon Drake in that backfield. But the wide receivers, deep. They are deep. 
They have they added DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the best or the most talented wide receiver in the NFL right now. Then you got Larry Fitzgerald, uh, established veteran, you can say. He's one of the best wide receivers of all time. Always great to have someone like that in your team. And he is, I think, still a good player, like a solid player. And I think he has the skills he needs to still be a decent like role player, I guess, and a third-string wide receiver for an NFL team. He plays his role well, I guess you can say, in Arizona, and he fits well there. And then you got Christian Kirk, who I think will have an actually pretty surprising season as the number two guy for Arizona this year. I think the one thing holding them back is their offensive line. It's not that great. And I think their tight ends is not good, as well as their defense. But their tight end situation, offensive line situation, and their defense, not amazing. I've been finishing third at nine and seven, which is pretty good, Just, but I have them just barely missing the playoffs. But we'll get into, into playoff predictions later after we round up this division. But in rounding up the division, to think of, man, these guys were in the Super Bowl two years ago to now. I, I believe I'm going to be thinking at the end of the season, man, these guys are not good. And that's the Los Angeles Rams. I think their running back situation is just like uh, the 49ers and just like the Detroit Lions, as I mentioned, just a lot of average guys. You got Cam Akers. I don't think he'll be the guy. Just like how I said with Miles Sanders, I think he'll be good for your fantasy team maybe, for your points for receptions, because I guess he's a very versatile back, running back but I don't think he's going to be the running back nearly as good as 2018 Todd Gurley. And then you got, I'm pretty sure, Daryl Henderson Jr. He's nothing special. I think his, uh, and then you got Brown back there. I forgot his first name, but you got Brown. I think it might be Marlon Brown or Mar I don't even know. I'm not even going to try to guess it, but he's not amazing either. So just a lot of average guys. Quarterback, I think Jared Goff has a very bad year. I'm going to be honest. And I think he was not worth his huge contract at all. And I just don't think he'll be any good. Which basically puts um, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods at no use if you have a bad quarterback just being wasted there. You got Cooper Cup signing that big contract. Congratulations to him. I think he's a great wide receiver. I just don't think he's the quarterback to get in the ball when he needs to get it. That tight end situation, not bad. I don't think Tyler Higby is as good as people are saying. I don't believe it. I, I don't really think he's that proven yet. I'll believe it when I see it is what I'm saying. As of right now, I'm not believing in it. And that defense is good. I just don't think they'll be able to put up the points. That's the one thing with me. I think the secondary is fine. I mean, you just signed Jalen Ramsey to that big contract. I don't think it's anything special, you know. I think the defensive line in the pass rush is good. I would say it's good, right? You got Aaron Donald leading that. But I don't, I don't think it's that defense as a whole is anything great. It's good, though. I'll give them that. I think it's a good defense. I just don't think they'll be able to put up the points on offense with 
that running back situation, and I don't think Jared Goff is going to be good. So, yeah, that's wrapping up my NFC West. Once again, I have the Rams finishing in last place at 4-12 and in that division. Henry, what's your NFC West situation looking like? Yeah, and Andrew, mine are actually the same order as yours, just the records are a little different. I have Seattle at 13-3. and I'm pretty sure that's what you said. You had Seattle at 13-3. They improved that defense. I wouldn't say improved, but they – they went from strength in the D-line to more strength in the secondary now as they basically swapped Jadavion Clowney for Jamal Adams. I think Russell Wilson will win MVP, just like you said. Chris Carson, I think, will have a pretty good season. I think, obviously, Russell Wilson will have a really good season. I think that means Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are both 1,000-yard receivers because they're going to be having incredible seasons with – the play of Russell Wilson. But moving on to the next team, I have the San Francisco 49ers at 11 and five. I think they take a little bit of a step back because Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. I think especially because they lost Manuel Sanders, he's going to struggle throwing on the outside. I think so he'll still have a safety valve there and George Kittle, who's arguably the best tight end in the entire NFL. But I think, they're not going to win the division, but they'll still be a very good team, arguably a team who can still win the Super Bowl. Moving on to the third team I have in this division, I also have the Arizona Cardinals, but I have them finishing at 7-9. and nine. I think they're a year away. Kyler Murray is still going to struggle a little bit, and I don't think he's ready to make that jump. I think the main problem with them right now is their coach. Obviously, the O-line isn't great. They decided that would be finally a good time to upgrade the defense, adding Isaiah Simmons, and I think that defense will be much improved, but still not good enough to compete. But if we're talking on how long it's going to take them to be good, I think they're one year away. If they're able to fire Cliff Kingsbury, which they won't because they'll be improving. But I think regardless, they'll still probably be one year away from being a playoff team. And then last and finally, I have the Los Angeles Rams at 6-10. and 10. I think they'll be better than Andrew said, but still not very good. That defense just keeps getting worse and worse every time I look at it. Jared Goff, I think, I think he's still a pretty good quarterback. I just don't think this is going to be a, year, a good year for him. I think he's going to get no help in the backfield because it's just going to be committee and none of those guys are going to really have a hot hand throughout the season. I think he'll – He'll have the weapons on the outside. I'm also, as you mentioned, not a Tyler Higby believer. I don't think he's the answer at tight end. I really don't know where all the hypes come from, as he really didn't do much in the past couple of years. But the L.A. Rams are going to be an interesting team to see because they could also just as easily win the division if Jared Goff plays like he did two, three years ago. But let's get into the playoff predictions. Or if Andrew, if you have something to say, I'll let you talk. Yeah, Henry, one last thing to say about that division, and it's one about the Rams. As you said, this team is a hit-or-miss team, and I think it relies all upon how that backfield plays and if Jared Goff could be the quarterback that they need him to be and if he can live up to that contract. Me, personally, I believe he won't have that type of year and that backfield will not perform well. So, obviously, that's where my 4-12 prediction comes from. And one last thing to comment on that division is the 49ers. I think I forgot to mention how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's a big uh, question for the 49ers. 
and I don't believe he's going to be that amazing. I think he'll be good enough to wheel a good team into the playoffs. I think they'll be a solid team, but I don't think there's enough there in that offense to be to win the division is what I'm saying. So that's where my second place finish in the NFC West prediction comes from speaking on the 49ers. But Henry, let's get into the uh, NFC playoff prediction right now. And I'll tell you guys my uh, prediction. And I'm going to go by uh, one through seven with seeding. And I have the Dallas Cowboys number one seed, as I mentioned. Really good team, really good offense. Then I got uh, the New Orleans Saints at number two at 14 and two. Once again, really good offense. And at number three, I got the Seattle Seahawks. I think there's a common theme here. Really good offense, but something different with the Seattle Seahawks team because I think their defense will be just as good or almost as good as their really good offense. So I think Seattle will probably be the most well-rounded team in the NFC. And then at um, number four, I have the Green Bay Packers. I think they have enough to win the division. I just don't think that they are as good as the other division winners. But once again, I said they do have enough to win the division. I think Aaron Rodgers has a great year. And that defense, I think people are underestimating. I think the Green Bay is a solid defense. And then number five, first wild card spot. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, what record I had for Green Bay. If you guys don't recall from what I said during the NFC North predictions, I had Green Bay at 13-3. and three. And then at the top wild card spot, I have uh, Tampa Bay Bucks at number five, being 13-3 and three as well. I think Tom Brady, obviously, and that stacked offense is going to be very great. And then I just think the defense isn't there, but I think – how great that offense is going to be is just going to wheel them to that 13 and three record in that best wild card spot. Then at number six, I have the 11 and five 49ers. Uh, once again, I think that defense will be one of the best in the NFL. And I think that, that offense, even though they don't really have the weapons at wide receiver and don't really have the incredible backfield or the incredible quarterback, that team just finds ways to win through their defense. They're not really the type of team to go put out 40 points, but I think they're the type of team to hold the team to 14 points or 17 points. And maybe all they have to do is score three touchdowns and they can win the game. So San Francisco, 11 and five. I have you guys finishing at the second wildcard spot at the sixth seed to round up my NFC playoff predictions at the number seven spot I have the Minnesota Vikings also at 11 and 5 so as you see here you can kind of see how what and why they call me and my predictions very top heavy because the, my worst team making the playoffs is 11 and 5 and even I'm starting to look at it and I'm like wow that's a little weird and outrageous and I'm sure a lot of you might agree that they are kind of dumb but I think that there's a good chance at uh, this happening because I think these are the right teams to make the playoffs and the right teams to win the games I predict. Obviously, predictions are really hard to make and most likely no one will ever make correct predictions. But once again, rounding up my NFC playoff 
picture. I got Minnesota at seven, at 11 and five. I think that offense is going to be great. Even though they lost Diggs, I think they're still going to put up great numbers with that offense. And I think the defense, once again, they lost a couple pieces. I think they'll still be solid. So, Henry, that's wrapping up my uh, NFC North playoff picture. And, of course, after you are done discussing your playoff picture, I think we're going to get into Super Bowl predictions. And if you missed our playoff predictions for uh, the AFC, of course, that's in our last podcast, AFC uh, predictions for the 2020 NFL season. So go check that out if you want to hear the other side of this. But, Henry, why don't you give your NFC playoff picture? Yeah, Andrew, and mine are a lot like yours most of the same teams I think we only have one team difference and the standings are a little bit different but I think we are pretty close to the same idea but in first place I do have the Seattle Seahawks going 13 and 3 and as I mentioned Russell Wilson MVP I think he's going to lead them to that best record in the NFC at second place I do like this Dallas team I don't know if they're going to be a playoff contender once they're there obviously they're going to be in the playoffs like I mentioned but I don't know how much they're going to be able to do once they're there if they're able to get a good matchup like I think they do I think they'll win one game but if they don't I think they're going to struggle in the playoffs at third I have the New Orleans Saints who are going to be a very very interesting team to see in this playoffs as they've choked the past couple of years but I think this is going to be their year where maybe they'll win a game or two in the playoffs. At fourth, I have the winner of the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers finishing 9-7. and seven. I don't think that really any team in that division deserves to be in the playoffs, but somebody has to make it, and that's the Green Bay Packers. At fifth, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tying with the New Orleans Saints, but losing in the tiebreaker. And I think they'll have a very good matchup as they'll get to play the Green Bay Packers. Although it would be tough for them to play in the snow, Tom Brady has always been used to playing in cold weather, and I think he'll be perfectly fine in there, especially with all the weapons he has. At sixth, I have the San Francisco 49ers, who are going to have to ride that defense because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to struggle a lot. But I think that will get him into the playoffs as that sixth seed. And then finally, at the seventh seed, I don't really understand – why they had the seven seed. I like it. That's more games for us to watch, but this team definitely doesn't deserve to get in. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles who will finish at nine and seven and just sneak in into the playoffs over the Minnesota Vikings. And Andrew, why don't you get into your Super Bowl predictions? Yeah, Henry, my Super Bowl predictions is the Seahawks versus the Ravens. I think the Seahawks end up coming out of this game because I think Lamar isn't ready for the Super Bowl. And I think that offense isn't ready for the Super Bowl. A lot of young guys there, and I don't think they get it done. I think Russell Wilson is a veteran. He's been to the Super Bowl many times. Once again, I think he'll have an MVP-type season. And I think the defense will be enough to stop Lamar and stop that very young offense and very explosive offense of the Baltimore Ravens and I think the Seahawks win the Super Bowl over the Baltimore Ravens so Henry what do you have you know Andrew my Super Bowl predictions are a little different than yours I do have two different teams one of which made the Super Bowl last year and that is the Kansas City Chiefs 
And a kind of a shocker here, I think you guys have heard me hinting at it throughout this podcast, but I do have the New Orleans Saints making the Super Bowl and being the representative from the NFC. But I think this year the winner of the Super Bowl will be the New Orleans Saints. And I think Drew Brees will retire after this game. I think he's just – I think he's going to win the Super Bowl to, to end his career, and I think that would be a very good ending. I think Patrick Mahomes will struggle in this game. I think Cameron Jordan has a very good game. Is able to put a lot of pressure on Mahomes. I think this is going to be a super high-scoring game. Gets into the 40s in terms of score. Be one of the best Super Bowls that we've had in a while. Obviously, we've had really good Super Bowls the past couple of years, but I think this one's going to top all of them. I think Drew Brees plays extremely well. That offense has so many weapons, and he's just going to use them. I think it's just it's just got to be the Saints who win it. I, I don't really have a whole lot of justification other than Drew Brees has just got a ride with this, and I think he's he's going to win it with his, in his last year. Yeah, Henry, and I just don't think the Saints will win the Super Bowl just because of their history of choking in the playoffs. I just don't think – that that they, they can get out of that like almost curse of constantly choking maybe the refs will screw them something will happen where they'll just lose so that's why I don't really have them in my Super Bowl well obviously that's not why I have them in my Super Bowl I just don't think they'll win the games against uh their matchups in the playoffs but I, I just don't think they're a good enough team to make the Super Bowl this year but yeah, I have Seattle winning it just because of Russell Wilson and that offense. And I think they're the most well-rounded team in the NFL. But, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this podcast. And just, just to wrap it up, or just to clarify, I have the Seattle Seahawks winning the Super Bowl and Henry has the New Orleans Saints winning the Super Bowl. So that is two NFC teams that we predicted to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah. That's, that's what we got. And one, one last thing to mention as we wrap this up, we do have a new partner for the NFL season, and that is Thrive Fantasy. I'm sure you heard the sponsor in the beginning of this podcast, and you will be hearing that little sponsorship uh, in, in the beginning of our podcast or in the middle of our podcast through the NFL season because, once again, we are partnered with Thrive Fantasy through the NFL season. So once again, we are going to wrap up this podcast. We, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I know these last two prediction podcasts have been very long and we just want to thank everyone who stuck through with both of them or, or even one of them who stuck through the length of this podcast to listen to us and our predictions. We really appreciate all the support and we would really appreciate it if you guys would subscribe, rate, and download our podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports podcast.